Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. And right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Do I need to slap the hell out of you? I right wish you would. See us two <laughs> fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? You lost your damn mind. Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Yay Networks. I had an opportunity to mm-hmm. use ShipStation, which is a mm-hmm. company we've been using for Forever. years. You can go on there and do your shipping. You can choose which shipping carrier that you want to use. And then you can ship it out and it'll give you a tracking number and everything. And it's also cheaper. Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use our offer code LWTL to get a 60-day free trial. Hey guys, my name is Heather Lindsay. And my name is Cornelius Lindsay. And I'm so excited that you landed on Life with the Lindsays. This is so exciting. This gives us an opportunity to share our life with yours. Yes, we're going to be talking about everything from entrepreneurship to ministry to your purpose to why you are here. Family, parenting, relationships, marriage, sex, you name it. We are talking about it. So thank you so much for joining us today with Life with the Lindsays. Enjoy it. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cornelius Lynn. Oh, I thought I was doing two beer. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, y'all. What's up? Welcome to Life with the Lenses. Yeah, welcome to Life with the Lenses. Man, we got a great show planned for you all today. Um, we actually know what we're talking about for like the first time in, I don't know, I don't know how many shows we've done. We've done like, and have we, we done 100 shows yet? It's been, we're, we're well over 100. Oh, well, you tell how much I'll be paying attention. Nonetheless, today we're talking about um, uh, why why just we just the importance of be obedience. Well, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say why I just don't want to obey God. Well, dang, I mean, you know, keep it real for the people. Just keep it, keep it real, keep it honest. I mean, it's almost like has God ever told you to do something, and you're like, oh, do I have to? No, I mean, yeah, I think the nice way of saying it. My way is my way is like, <laughs> ain't doing that. <laughs> Got that Jonah spirit. So if you don't, if you don't know, um, if you don't know Jonah, then you want to kind of give the people out there who probably, I mean, you know, some people who listen, they may not be up on the, on all the Bible stories. Yeah. So there's a story in the Bible, and the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh, Nineveh mm-hmm. and instead he got on a boat, paid money, and went to Tarshish, and um, God wanted him to go to Nineveh to pretty much tell the people to repent and give their lives back to Jesus, and it's it was literally it's, that's modern day Iraq. Be a modern day where Iraq, he wanted Syria, him to yeah. go. So it's imagine going to like Iraq or Syria right now and preaching the gospel. Most likely you'd be like, mm, no, I will tweet them. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't want to go, and so he literally went in the opposite direction of where God told him to go. So he's on this boat that he paid for. You see, you it's expensive. Come on, <laughs> when you're out of alignment or out of where God wants you to be. But he went on this boat and then all of a sudden um, there was this huge storm. So they're throwing out and mind you, the people on the boat aren't believers. They're throwing out all their cargo. And meanwhile, Jonah's like, I know it's me. Y'all just throw me off the boat. And so they're like, no, we're not going to throw you off the boat. We're going to throw off all of our cargo. So then 
now the people around you are being affected by your disobedience. And then um, finally, he's like, it's me. And so they throw him off or he jumps off, whichever, right? They throw him off. They throw him off. And then he gets swallowed by a whale. And he's in the belly of a whale for three days, three nights. And he repents in the fish's belly. And then the the fish spits him up because he's like, all right, God, I'll obey you. And then he goes to Tarshish, tells everybody to repent, and they actually change. Or Nineveh, and they listen, and they change. Yeah, they actually heard. But then it was crazy because, like, once he went, then Jonah's like, I mean, is this all that I really came for? I mean, is this it? And then, <laughs> then they had this whole experience where, you know, Jonah saw this worm, created a tree. But anyway, I mean, I get into all the story. Nevertheless, that's the story of Jonah. And, um, I mean, it's so many different facets of that, of that story. So many. It's like, you know, God told him, it's like God give you, God gives you very specific instructions and you're like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. And, it ain't like in our lives, like God ain't told us to do something. And we're just like, and we, 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 we have seen it over and over again. So much fruit. We've seen so much fruit over just the little things God said. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, all the trips that we've, we've done, the marriage retreats we've hosted, the singles retreats we've hosted, the conferences, the conferences and the revival so nights. And we've seen people. We've seen people saved. I mean, thousands of people healed, saved and delivered. healed, and delivered, and um, we've seen marriages restored. Like yeah. at our marriage retreat, seeing marriages come back together. We we actually have couples every year who come on our marriage retreats who are on the verge of divorce. Yeah, they're saying they're gonna get a divorce, and you know, our thing is, we say, hey, if you can last the entire, if you can go the entire retreat, still thinking that you want to get a divorce then you don't have to show up for the vow no do a vow no after uh, at the at the end of uh, at the end of uh, every marriage retreat but if you can go the whole weekend and you say hey I'm still I'm still going to get a divorce then yeah. you know hey bring your divorce papers with you and I'll witness it and you can sign it but if you can get through it and if you can say okay we're going to work on this then bring your divorce papers with you and you have you can burn them mm-hmm. burn them right there at the at the vow renewal ceremony and every year there has not been one year where we had a couple who chose divorce. Yeah. Now they probably chose divorce when they got back home, but yeah. that <laughs> ain't got to do with that. But nevertheless, but at the retreat. Too later, they're just, yeah. Yeah. But at the retreat, it's like, you know. They're we, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight for this. I'm going to fight for it. And I think seeing that even encouraged the other couples who were like, mm, you know, you know, they on the rock. ain't doing good. So it, it's been, it's been time and time again. We've, we've seen God come through. And even after that, it's just like. I, I I think I think it's almost like I don't even know if there's a word for it. It's almost like fatigue. I don't know. It, it, it's a, a great word. What's another? It's a it's a adjective I'm trying to put in front of fatigue, but I feel like it's just a, a type of fatigue where I'm just like I'm done. Like I'm tired. Like Lord, I am exhausted. I don't feel like doing it no more. I'm just. Doing you know, what specifically? Um, not necessarily obeying. It's just, you know, it's like leading it, leading people, you know, or, yeah. or just, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Leading people, not even leading them. Cause I can't get, I cannot help to get away from that. 
every in everything I get into. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm always I always end up the yeah. leader of it. Same. And I, I don't even mean to. I'm just like, wait, how did I end up to. with this position? I did not <laughs> sign up for this. Like, how I end up around y'all? I, that, that, that like, wasn't I me. I was cruising in the back. I don't need to be in the front. I, I don't was... need you to c- give me no tie. Don't give me no title. <laughs> no, I ain't got to get on the stage. <laughs> Leave went me to alone. One event, and we ended up on the stage. And then they asked me to pray. And I'm thinking, I'll remember like, that. I came to receive. How did I end up on the stage? Like, y'all praying? don't even know me. <laughs> like, y'all don't even know me. You've never I, heard me, like, open up my I mouth and talk. That. And you're going to call me out and have me pray. I remember Jesus, that. you could have all these other pastors. <laughs> I'm not even no pastor. I remember that. And it's I like, wherever that. we go, God just that. be like, yep, put them up there. And I'm just like, Jesus, I don't have to be... I don't have to lead. We just And we just showed up. We, we legit <laughs> just... We just showed up. Wasn't expecting nothing. Nothing. Wasn't looking for nothing. Didn't really want to meet anybody. Just wanted to sit in the we back. Didn't need to network. Wanted We're to good. enjoy. I don't. I don't even care about that stuff anymore. I don't care. I mean, we love people. We want to help people, but yeah. we're not big on like, oh, do you see so and so? We, in we the don't room? care. We don't. Care I don't about... care what kind of church you got because like none of that stuff impresses me it anymore. Doesn't. We've seen it all. I don't care how many campuses you got. Met I mean, them all. I've, I've I've flown on the jets. I've seen the mega churches. I've seen the greatest green rooms. Like it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing anybody got nowadays that impresses me. I walk inside yeah. of churches now, and I'm like, uh, here we go, the same old thing. Just everybody come out on the one and twos, or you know, the same the, production, the same production. And hey, everybody, this is Pastor Little Little Little. I'm here today. I just just cut the crap. I'm just I'm just none of that crap impresses me anymore. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. So, it, it, we but anyway, we showed up at the event, not caring. Not caring. We're gonna sit in the we back. We told our friends that invited us we, not to introduce us. To we people. did. We was like, yeah, we don't. We're we, like, we don't. Even hey, like. don't feel like you have to go introduce us to everybody. Like, you don't. Have we're to. just here to like receive and enjoy. Like, we don't need to like. Yeah. We don't make anything. We about ain't gotta us. go through no special door. We can. We can sit in the back. Yeah. We get. We're okay. We don't need anything. Yeah. We don't need no special seats. We just want to. I like to go. sit in the back. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> but every time it happens. Every time it happens, we'll be sitting in the back of church and they'll get up there and start preaching. They'll say, you too. I'm like, Negro, if you don't point to point your to finger, somebody somebody else, yes, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, and then after that, it's like, yeah, I want to see you after church. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. I got I got something to do. <laughs> you busy? Yeah, I, I got to go watch grass grow. I just, it's ridiculous. It's but that's how it happens all the time. I think that's the point. It gets frustrating yeah. And then it's like, it's like, God, I just, I want to chill. I just want to be normal in ministry. Yeah. And then the fatigue you know I mean? kind of sets in. I think, I think that's the part. You have to be on that whole on thing, that I whole expectation. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on that well. I think you've well. let go of that. But, I have let go of that. But it's not that I feel like, oh, I have to be on, but it's just, there is an expectation. I feel like in ministry from, from people in general, like. It's an expectation. I just don't meet it. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, I don't. Yeah. Child, I care more about a cat. Oh my gosh. Go on and finish it for me. Like Playing with yarn in, in the, the middle, middle of the Sahara, Sahara Desert. desert than I, I do, do your opinion. And if you don't like it, long, long walk, walk, short pier, short pier, shark infested waters. Honestly, you want the people to die. That's encouraging. I didn't tell them to die. I just said, all well, I said. swim with sharks. We had to swim with sharks. 
Most of them already are. You see their friends list. You know what? Nevertheless, just, while we're talking about that, therapy. You might need to go to therapy for that, babe, because I'm quite concerned. Our sponsor, BetterHelp. Well, but I'm not I'm not telling them to die. I'm just saying swim with sharks. They look at some of their friends list. They'll see they're already swimming with sharks. Well, dang. So one of our favorite sponsors, BetterHelp, is absolutely amazing, y'all. You can right now, like literally, like right now, you're listening, you're tuned in, and you're like, man, I need to go a little bit deeper. I have childhood trauma. I have, I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I need some help. I need some support. I need somebody to talk to that I feel like is not going to go gossip about me to somebody else. Um, You can connect right now within 48 hours, y'all, to a therapist, a licensed therapist. And it's really cool. They have financial aid. So if you need financial aid, that's available too. And you fill out this short survey and you get matched with a therapist. So yeah. It's amazing. So, and, and so this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that, that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. So BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see where over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Life with the Lindsay listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Lindsay's. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, H-E-L-P dot com slash Lindsay's. And that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S. So that's betterhelp.com slash Lindsay's, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-S. Nice. But yeah, so I mean, you know. You might need therapy. Um. <laughs> but you know, but it, go, it goes into the expectations. You know, there there are expectations. Yeah. And I think I think at this point, it's not even the fact, and I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound crazy and saying, no, it just sounds crazy anyway. But I don't. It's it's not. It's not that I don't care because there are certain people with whom opinions I do care about. I feel like that's a healthy way. Like you know, yours, my kids, my parents, um, you know, my pastor, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But just general public, you know, I probably I probably care more about pooping, you know, dog pooping in the middle of the street, and I do that. But I think that when it comes when it comes down to just living, it's like. It's like it, it just gets exhausting with all the different expectations that people put on you. Yeah. And you have real. to get to that point in your life where you say, you know what? I, I'm not going to try to live up to your expectation of who you have made me out to be in your head. Yeah. I'm not going to stand on that I pedestal. Think we had to break that. We yeah, had to break that break in it. our ministry because I feel like people had a lot of really high expectations. And um, like I remember somebody came to our church and I guess I didn't hug her. And then she just started like this whole war against me for like six years Oh, because I didn't hug her at church because, and it wasn't on purpose. I mean, I hugged everybody, but you know, after church, there would be a line of guests. Right. And sometimes I'd have to leave the line of guests. Um, and I always hated to do it if my kid was screaming or, you know, cause I'd have all three kids after service or, or all the kids after service are with me. And he's, you know, you were greeting and talking to people and I, there's been times I've had to pull away to go nurse. And so I guess I didn't hug her. And I mean, and it sounds like I triggered some mommy trauma that she had in her, right? And so then she started this whole war against me. Like, she's mean, she's cold, she has an attitude. I'm like, I was feeding my kid, and I'm sorry, my kids are priority priority over ministry. I don't care how you flip it, right? But I feel like 
I had to break that because online they're like, oh, you're my friend. You know, I love you. We're sisters, all that. And I am right. I'm your sister in Christ, all that other stuff. But at the same time, I have responsibilities too. And if I don't have healthy boundaries then I'm going to burn out trying to meet everybody else's needs, which is impossible. I can't meet everybody's needs. Only God can do that. Hey, you're not supposed to at all. And I mean, I got the same thing. You know, as, as pastor, you know, they, you, I expect oh, yeah. you to do this. I expect you to be at this, you know, this is my graduation. I expected you to be at my graduation because my old pastor would show up and I would just kind of have to remind, you know, help to help uh, in a healthy way, remind people, well, I'm not, I'm not your old pastor or this yeah. is what we used to do at my old church. Well, yeah. probably you probably go back to your old church. Cause and they'd be like, you're telling me to leave you. You, you so rude. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I want to be as straightforward as I possibly can with you. And that's the difference. And that's it. Being honest with people, sometimes they have a hard time receiving that. Well, they can be. I, well, I, I, listen, your reception, <laughs> how you receive it is up to you. My delivery came from the purest heart of our possible can. Because yeah. if I if I try, if I as a leader, if I'm trying to suit you, then ultimately you know, 10 minutes down the road, I got to, I got to do that for somebody else. And it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm just constantly having to do it over and over again. I agree. And it's like this pedestal. And the thing is, if those same people that are complaining, if they're honest with themselves, nobody is ever good enough for them. Like they're always mad about something. Like it's always that Karen, I'm just using that example. That's mad about something. Like you're always finding something at every single restaurant to be upset about, or you're always finding something at your job to be upset about. Like you're always upset about something. If that's you, if you're like, you're never satisfied, you're always causing conflict with everybody and everything, then it's not everybody else. Yeah. Right. It's good to take a look in the mirror and say, you know what? I need to work on it. Yeah. But I need I, to change. Yeah. Getting back to the heart of this thing, you know, God tells us all to do things. Here's the crazy thing. We actually seek him out for instructions. And he gives them. We like, it's like, God, JK. you know, you, I mean, you ever been like, God, I'm just seeking you out. I'm, I mean, you ever fasted for his words? Like you ever done that? And then all of a sudden you go through all that and it's like, you know, nothing. It's like you, or, or you get something. And after you get it, it's like, crap, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's how, you know, a lot of people are. And, and so you know, just putting ourselves on the chopping block. We're just like, well, hey, we, we're the same way. And if you've been, if this has been happening to you, then consider yourself, uh, well, we would believe, feel to believe normal. I think most people out there want, yeah. they want to give this perfect image that we're just that obedient to God in, in everything. And it's just like, or, or all the time. And honestly, if, if I can just be honest, I'm tired, boss. I am worn out. I just, I don't want to. Yeah. I, and there's I no like other word to give it. I just don't Jesus want to. Jesus is like dragging me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, Lord, you're literally dragging me right now. Like you're, you're dragging me to do this thing because I'm not crazy about it. I remember it was after the very first Pinky Promise Conference. It was like 2014. And I remember being like, I'm not doing this again. Like after that first one, Mm, we sold out. It was popping. It was anointed. It was great. It was powerful, but I was done. I'm like the amount of work that goes into hosting a conference. I am good. I don't want to find no speakers. I don't want to find no band. I don't want to deal with this drama. I don't want to deal with all of the, like the business side. I don't want to deal with that. I like the 
the the fruit of it, right? The lives that are changed, but the work that goes into it, I'm good. And I remember somebody asked me if we're having another one. I was like, oh, no, we're not. And I remember going to my quiet time and the Lord's like, you didn't ask me if you wanted me, if I wanted you to do another one. He's Mm -hmm. like, the conference is not for you. It's for them. And I'm like, so I continue to do it. And this is actually my first year where I'm not going to have an actual conference. It's been like 10 years of me doing conferences every year, but we're just switching it up a little bit. We're still going to do a conference. It's just going to be a revival. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, even then it's like, I understand guys like, why won't you do it for them? And I I get it. And and it's come back to, you know, I I was sharing this with some people. I I also share this on my Instagram and you had the people who messaged me these long scriptures, you know, about disobedience. And I'm just like, I look at this crap and I'm just like, yeah, I I guess it was their way of rebuking me. And I'm just like, number one, if you thought this was going to, this was going to change my mind, you missed it. Cause number two, I don't care about your rebuke because I don't have relationship with you. And it gets yeah. me with the people who want to rebuke without relationship. I don't have a relationship with That's you. Real. I don't care what you have to say. You're just, you're a stranger on social media. I don't know. You could have copied and pasted that off of, off of a uh, Bible hub or something. I don't know you. Wait, Bible hub. Is there a Bible hub? Biblehub.com. Yeah. Bible hub. Porn hub. No, it's called Bible hub. Wow. I didn't know that. Well, you do know about Pornhub then, but it is called Bible Hub. It's called Bible Hub. It's where you can go and get scriptures and verses and Wait, do the strong. Wait, did they take that from Pornhub? Or did Pornhub uh, take it from Bible Hub? I don't know who took it from who, but I don't know how porn got bought into this conversation. <laughs> but I do know this don't is called, listen to porn or it's watch called, porn. It's called, it's called Bible <laughs> Hub, but <laughs> that is, it's called Bible don't Hub. And speaking, speaking of hubs, you need a community and a provider who can, uh, who can be able to make sure that you have your health taken care of. And not just you but also your family. That's why we absolutely love crowd health. Love that segue, right? <laughs> Great segue. <babe. laughs> now it's crazy that people that um, even insured people are resorting to crowdfunding to cover the super high healthcare costs. It feels like everything's going up, right? Y'all now what's the point of insurance if you still have to rely on everybody else, right? I think that's a frustrating thing for us. We actually went through a health share, but we had to pay up front what was it like $24,000 for our C-section? And then we eventually got reimbursed like three or four months down the line. Mm-hmm. And so then we found out about crowd health. We canceled our other health insurance and we went straight to crowd health. We love it y'all. Now it's not crowd health is not insurance. And this is why it works y'all um, with insurance. You pay huge premiums for high deductibles, which means you pay thousands of dollars to keep your plan. And then you end up paying thousands of dollars in copays, Right. Now, one in six claims are denied by healthcare.gov plans. So, so many other people, that's why they're just like, no, I'm good. What's the point of insurance, right? Now, CrowdHealth gives you a new way to pay for insurance. There's no doctor networks, no huge premiums, no high deductibles, no surprises, nothing. Yeah, and the good thing is, I mean, you're, you're paying you're paying one uh, low monthly total to, fu- to, to fund your account and okay. to get access to the crowd health community. I mean, less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly uh, uh, contribution directly funds and reduces healthcare costs of the community. You'll pay the first $500 of a health event. So let's just say that you go into the doctor and and you get, you get a bill for $6,000. 
you're paying the five hundred dollars of that of that uh, particular um, uh, health event, and the rest gets submitted to the Crowd Health community members for funding. And unlike insurance, uh, you're not limited by doctor networks when looking for care, which is also amazing because a lot of people. I don't know if you remember when. When uh, when President Obama was going through the whole thing of doing of, of oh, yeah, Obamacare, Obamacare, a lot of people were talking about you know about the network of doctors who have to be in network, out of network. It was so expensive. The good too. thing about this is that you know you're not you're not stuck. You're not stuck between these these doctor networks. So right now you can get your first six months for just ninety nine dollars per Come month, on. which is amazing. So amazing. That's almost 50% off your normal price and a lot less than a high deductible healthcare plans. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code LWTL at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com. I'll say it again. Joincrowdhealth.com. Promo code LWTL. And LWTL stands for life with the lenses. Joincrowdhealth.com. Promo code LWTL. You're going to get your first six months for just $99 a month. Crowd health is not health insurance. It is a totally different way for paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Let's go. Yeah. So you, we, you know, you out here, you live in your, your best life. Just want to just kind of live. And then, you know, you get God and he's just like, well, this is what I want you to do. And just get to that point. You're like, do I, do I have to? Oh, and then the people who come in, they're like, well, and I'm quite confident we have people who listen right now who are like, well, you know, this is what God said and you always need to do what God said. And it's like, we, we know that. You know what I mean? We you, we know that. It's just the sincere authenticity, which I think God, I think God prefers that more. Than us pretending. Than us pretending. For me to just go out there and just do it with this old fickle heart. It's like, I'm just doing it. And then it's like, but I don't really want to do it. I'm just going to do it just because I'm going to be obedient, but I don't want to do it. I think God, he, I think God, he, he prefers it more for us. Just go to him and just be like, I don't want to, I, at least for me as a father, I would rather my kids come up to me yeah. and say, I don't want to, rather than just going and doing it because they feel like they just, they have to. It's like, I don't want to. I think to. it's funny because like we're praying and, you know, we were seeking direction from the Lord on this particular thing. And we both had a dream the same exact night and the dream went together. That's what was wild to me. Yeah. No, and I, then. Oh, uh, go ahead. And then, then there was like 20 confirmations from people that did not know each other, have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And I, I don't mind telling them. I mean, the, the thing is, I, 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 I said, I never wanted to pastor again. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I said, I never, I yeah. never, never in my life want to pastor again. At one point I had kind of sworn away church altogether mm-hmm. because I thought I said, okay, God, I've given, uh, I've given all of this, all of my life to not lie, not all of it, but I've given majority of it. I mean, I started, I said, I started full-time ministry and when I was what, 24, was it 24? Was it younger? Sorry, y'all. It's late. <laughs> you done? Yeah. Maybe. It's not like I did it on purpose. But I, I started I started ministry when I was young. And it's like, well, in my 20s. It was like 21, 22. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you kind of go through that. And then I think all of the crap that you have to go through is all the expectations. It's it's the it's the it's just it's the accusations. It's the this, it's the this, all that crap. And it's like, it, and here's the crazy thing. It don't even have to be remotely true. It's just a simple fact that it's said 
that it can be believed. Isn't that crazy? And I'm just That's like, so stupid. it's like, you know, and, and then it's like you, it's almost like people, they take, they take the smallest things that you, that you didn't do right according to their eyes. And then they forget about the 99 things. Like I, I thought, I, I was like, God, you know, I thought about, you know, the people who's, you know, people who we bought cars for, you know, the people who we helped get into houses, get their first apartment. You know, we bought them things when we bought their, when their kids were born, threw them baby showers, mm-hmm. you know, let them eat from our table, bought them groceries, did all these things. You, you think about all of that stuff. And then it's just like, it just all goes to pot. And then, you know, I, I get around the people who are like, well, you know, you should have been doing that for God. Listen to me. I am human. I am human. That's real. I am human. I know what I'm supposed to be doing for God. But at the same time, when that Negro needed food, I gave the Negro food. I didn't give it to God wasn't sitting at the table eating it. That was, that was for that person. And it hurts. And it's that sense of rejection over and over again. And then not, not even to just speak of what pastor abuse looks like. Because we don't even talk about what I'm that so looks like because the pastor can't talk about it. Because if he talks about it, then it's like, well, you, your pastor must have been doing something. Because it's always the pastor, the pastor. We don't ever look at what about the sheep. So I I had, I just sworn it all off. And I just said, you know what, God? I'm done. If these are your people, you find a way to reach them. <laughs> you can take care of them. They're your children. I ain't got no business with them. It's almost like when you know you you trying to watch somebody else's kids. He's like, "Why well, I, I ain't got to watch your yeah. kids? These your kids." Yeah. He's like, "With well, them, your sisters and your brother, I don't know them. <laughs> Maybe my cousins in the Lord. <laughs> I don't know." And I don't think I. I mean, I think I'm. Oh, I was always like just supportive of you pastoring. People be like, "Pastor Heather," be like I'm not a pastor. I never have been. I don't want to ever be. I don't feel gifted in that particular area of like pastoring, I feel gifting in areas of where I believe God gave me gifts, mm-hmm. evangelism. Um, so I am evangelist, um, prophetic. I love to lay hands, do deliverance. That's like me. Right. And that's what I would bring to the church. Mm-hmm. And that was the gifts that I brought. And, um, and I was cool with that. Cause I always, I was thankful to have a place where, you know, God could use my gifts. Right. Yeah. But if we didn't have a church, I would have been totally fine with that. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I was good. And and the thing about it is, I mean, God, God knows what he's doing because my number one spiritual gift is, is apostolic. Yeah. I am apostolic through and through. I build things. Yeah. I build and tear down. I build and I tear down. That's just what I do. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I, that's why I, I build things. I craft them. And, um, it, it's not, it's not difficult for me to build something. So, when it comes to even that the pastoral role and understanding my gifting, I am apostolic in the role of pastoring. I build, I build things, I build communities and I build people up. That's what I do. I build them yeah. up. I'm not, I'm not like the traditional pastor who I want to build you up because I want to keep you in the, in the flock. I want you to be built up and I want you to go into all the world to go finish what God told you to do. Yeah. If you stay here, then you just taking a seat for somebody else who needs it. But nevertheless, you know, it still goes back to that whole thing. It's like, God, I'm, like, why do you, why do you just, you know, why, why do you just want me to do it? It's like, why can't somebody else like do find it? Somebody yeah, find somebody else. Just find somebody else. It's, it's going, it's going right back, going right back to, you know, Aaron. It's like, God, I know, I know it's me. I know it's me. 
But God, can you find somebody else to Moses, do it? Moses, use somebody else's mouth. I'm <laughs> yeah. sick of it. I'm like sick I, of these people. <laughs> Moses was tired. He was burnt out. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. And he was just like, I can't speak well. I can't do this. He's like, fine, I'll go find Aaron. I'll go find somebody else yeah. to work with you since you're not listening to me. Yeah. And and but you I, just God understands that. I believe he does understand that. And one thing business owners need to understand, need to understand. That nowadays, you know, people are starting different businesses. I mean, you know, through COVID, a lot of people maybe didn't want to go back to work. So y'all started a, a business. You started a side hustle. You're selling T-shirts. You're selling cookies. You're selling cupcakes. And now you need to ship them. And they probably ain't getting that that quickly because everything's slowing down right now. But nevertheless, one of the greatest things, that greatest tools that we've been using for many years is uh, ShipStation. You want to share some stuff about them? Sure. So, y'all, ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 e-commerce sellers, including my boutique. All of my boutiques have been shipping through ShipStation since 2000, like 2014. And it's really cool. You just go on and everything is totally automated. You can choose different um, shipping based on what your budget is and based on the speed that you want to get it there. I just love ShipStation. It's a great all-in-one portal where I can track, you know, all of my orders, which is really important. It saves a lot of time because I funnel all my orders into one simple interface, which is really great. Um, we save a lot of money because we compare different carriers. And we also save our sanity, knowing that all of our orders are handled and we're getting the best rates. Yeah, so you can ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use our offer code LWTL to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in LW. TL ship station make ship happen. Hey. Yeah. So that's that. That's yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because when we meet people, they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna pastor a church. We're like For what? <laughs> I know, and I get the people like I get the guys they'll they'll message me and they're like, Hey, you know, I feel like God's telling me, I feel like God's calling me to pastor. And I'm like, Look. Well, number one, did you pick up the right phone? Number two, did you check when you picked up the phone and he was talking to you? Number three. It's real. Is there anything else in life that you can do first? If if you want to become if if you want to become an attorney, go go become an attorney first. If you wanted to become a doctor, go to medical school first. If you wanted to, if you wanted to play basketball, go go play basketball first. Mm-hmm. And then if you do all of that. If you do all of that and you still feel like this is what God called me to do, yeah. go pastor. Go, go, go do it. I mean, it's a calling. It's it's a, such a specific calling. And what, the, what people don't understand is the spiritual warfare that goes on behind the scenes. The pastor and his family get attacked harder than anybody else because it's like you're pastoring these people and you see them up on the stage smiling as a family, but you don't know the tests and trials they went through, especially the pastor, to produce this message for you every single week. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so much work and it's almost just like, Jesus, find somebody else to do it. We're good. I mean, he did it for 10 years, so I can see why he feels that way. And, you know, and nowadays I think a lot of people, they only want to be a pastor or start a church because of what they see other pastors they see, they see the stage. Yeah. They see, they see what they think is power. They think what they think is authority. It. They see what they see in that. And I look, I look up and I see some of my friends and their pastor, and I, I just feel bad for them. 
I look at their family and the in the quorum, looking at their kids, and I just I feel I feel horrible. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It's tough on the kids. It's t- I mean, not on Logan. Logan's been harassing us about starting a church. Yeah, Logan. Logan wants us to do it because Logan. I mean, you know, Logan. Logan don't want to go to nobody else's children's church because he, he don't. He, he don't like. To go to our he don't want to go to nobody else's children's church. He don't. He don't want to. He don't want to do what they tell him to do. Well, not like not necessarily. He's Logan. So Logan obedient. will do it. Logan's yeah. obedient, but Logan's just like you know. He's just like you know. He just likes ours. He he likes his own thing, and I, I get that. He was in our children's church since he was. Since since, since it was stars, since yeah. it started. So that's all he's ever known. So he's just used to ours. Yeah. And we go to somebody else's, he's just like. Uh-huh. I must say, our culture at our church that we create is so bomb. And that's probably what he's picking up. Yeah. Because like, it's authentic. It's so authentic. It's so real. We couldn't get the people to leave. Whenever we had get togethers or even after church every single Sunday. They'd always come to our house. People would come over. But even after church, we would hang out until we got kicked out of the building. Yeah. I mean, we would just be talking and talking and connecting. And it's just like this real, authentic, amazing place where we just love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we just want to help people. And it's like, we don't think we're better than anybody. We're just like. It's normal. Just I'm just human. Yeah. I'm just, just I'm human. And God just chose me, I guess, to be on this stage. And even that, I'm kind of confused about it. And like, you don't have to choose me. You can choose I'm just, I'm up here. I'm, I'm hanging out, you know, but. I don't know. It's like, this is it. You know, you're almost like God choose some, anybody but me. I yeah. Don't have to do it. <laughs> I'm, we're content. Yeah. But like we're business owners, like we're good. Jesus. I got it. And, I, and my thing is like, okay, I just wrote a book called escape the box. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> but it doesn't have to look like how it used to look. No, it doesn't. And that's, and that's, and I think the thing I was getting to, it's not, it's, it can't, it's not going to, it's not going to. It can't. It can't look like it is because I've. I have. Um, I'll never lose faith in the bridegroom. Of course. But I question a lot of present day church. I pre- I question its level of effectiveness. And the one thing that I wrestle with in my soul is what is it that has to be changed? That's real. I, I, I asked myself today, is it impactful? Is it impactful? Is it impactful? Is the production, is it impactful? Yeah. And I... I mean, I think the word is, I definitely feel like, I mean, the worship and the word... I think it's it all sounds impactful. the same to me. I don't. I feel like the word not 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 from everybody. Every week. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I listen to I, like two different pastors. No, I'm talking. I'm, I'm I'm talking about a lot of stuff is just is all just kind of just sounding the same. A lot of stuff is just sounding the same, and it's just like. I've just been wrestling with that, and the crazy thing is during COVID. I sat around campfires and I sat around, I sat around couches, sat in living rooms with all these pastors who, who are all asking the same question. Is it effective? What needs to be changed? You know, we're going back to normal. What does normal need to look like? And then as soon as everything opened back up, we were right back to the old thing. Well, I don't think we know how to do anything differently. I don't. And what's the solution? Well, that's the, that's what I said. I've been wrestling in my soul over. 
What does that look like? I'm passionate about soul care. And I believe, I believe in that triangle of hope where the spirit, the mind and the body must properly align. I believe in that Mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ being the foundation of it all. I believe in that. And I feel like somewhere along the line, we have dropped off at least one or two of those pieces of the triangle, especially the body piece. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have, I have an idea of what that will look like to bring the body piece in there. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm moving towards right now, but you know, I ultimately I made the decision. Okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, you know? And we had to, we took us a while to come to that conclusion. Yeah. And I think in talking about that body piece is so important that you go vegan. So I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know who indoctrinated you for you to believe that but veganism. But if you are going to eat meat. That veganism is healthy. It needs to be the best kind of meat. It needs to be good chop. It needs to be good chop. It does. It's America's online butcher, y'all. There you go. Now, with good chop, you get flexible monthly a subscription plan with high quality American meat and seafood. Isn't that cool? You can choose a medium or large plan and enjoy your favorite cuts of beef, chicken, pork, seafood. Um, it's delivered flash frozen for freshness and sealed with dry ice inside the insulated box. We got the box, y'all. We opened it up. We're like, this is fancy. Oh, like, yeah. this is. Great, amazing, affordable ribeyes, like the quality. Like now, I don't eat meat, but I was so thankful because lately I've been going to the grocery store and the cost of meat is ridiculous. And this is so much more affordable for sure. Yes, you get all your product. The good thing is all the products are sourced from the USA, so you don't have to worry about your meat coming all the way from somewhere else, from South America or somewhere somewhere else. The cattle, they're born, raised, and harvested in USA. Where You're only getting the good stuff out of it. And you also get 100% money back guarantee. Like I told y'all, we got a big box delivered to our house. And yeah. we opened that sucker up. I mean, we had ribeyes so, and so fillets. And everything was extreme good quality. And here's the thing. I like grass-fed. And I like the fact that grass-fed meat was in there. But uh, go to goodchop.com slash LWTL100. And use code LWTL100 to get $100 off your first three boxes. Uh, Again, go to goodchop.com slash LWTL100 and use code LWTL100 to get $100 off your first three boxes. Good chop. This is America's online butcher. Hey. Goodchop.com slash LWTL100. 100. So now it's been a really long day. That's why I'm yawning. I feel like I yawn a lot when we do this because I'm doing a hundred million things all day. And then at the end of the day, and it's a bedtime. Like I'm usually in the beer right now. I mean, I'd be tired. I'd be tired. She'd be tired, y'all. I'd be tired, baby. Back to what we were talking about. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> You're being really emo- sensitive right no, I now. I need emotional support. <laughs> what you need support for? If you're tired, you're tired. And, and be- maybe, maybe just like a touch that says, it's okay, baby. <laughs> no. Like no, what you touch. need is you need to go to sleep. It's no, okay. No, I need, a, I need non-sexual touch in that moment. 
Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm sorry. I don't, my, my brain, my brain doesn't think in those terms. In my head, I was like, well, you take your tail to sleep, you get you some rest. Maybe you still have time. What? To give me non-sexual time. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I apologize. You, it's good. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay. <laughs> good gracious alive. I swear for God. We talked about non-sexual touch at the marriage retreat. Every touch can't be sexual. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's focus. Let's refocus. <laughs> you done? You done? You okay? I think I'm just tired. Huh? I'm a bit delusional. Okay. Okay. Well. Back to doing what God wants us to do. Yeah, I think we gave y'all a lot. I didn't. I didn't. I just poured out my whole little heart on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I poured out my whole little heart to y'all. I think outside looking in, I'm like, oh, it's great. Hey, it's working. People can say people, you know. But I think. What's about President Day Church? President Day Church. I feel I'm, like I'm not. I'm. I am. I am not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that some that people are not being affected by. It. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am not saying that what people are doing right now is not working. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just speaking in terms of level of effectiveness. I'm talking about the production because when we classify mega church. Let's just say we look at a mega church. You say that mega church has 40,000 people. But when you look at it and you say in a city that has over 6 million people in it, that's not even 1% of the people of the city. But to me, when I hear that, I'm like, but I'm just thankful for the 40,000 that come. Well, you can, well, hey, we can be thankful for 40,000 that came, but remember the goal was for the commission. So how are we, and, and here's the thing, maybe the church is doing a great job. But now the question becomes, how can we commission the 40,000 to reach 40 more thousand? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how can we spark the fire? Because it seems as if people are just going to sit, retain, and then go out and judge. So they get on social media, on Facebook, and they just throw scriptures down people's throats or just tell people how they're wrong or all this kind of stuff. But it's like, but what is, where's the piece of evangelism? And again, I'm not saying, you know, don't y'all come after me to my, you don't, you know, you talking about your past, talking about your past friends, talking about their church. That's not what I'm doing. I get that. And my, and my friends, I believe they are working their behinds off. I was going to say they're burnt out. They are burnt out. My friends are burnt out. They were burnt out when this whole COVID before COVID. And then they were trying to figure out technology. Then they were trying to figure out how to reach people with 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 budgets that were 70% cut in half because nobody was giving anymore. And then after COVID, they had to fight with governments just to keep their doors open. The ones who did, they were fighting to put stuff outside, to have church outside, just so people can keep coming yeah. and get some type of community, even when they had to do church or people sending their cars. My friends, I believe they have worked their behinds off for little to nothing, not even a doggone thank you from people. I get that. I understand that. But now my question becomes, what now? They're working hard. They're working hard. But I, where where are... Another conversation, another time. I, 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 I'm going to climb off my soapbox. Because I got... I, didn't, I, I, was, I was getting passionate in that moment. And I don't want to do that. But nevertheless, I applaud all of, all of, my, all of my brothers and my sisters out there who are, who are in the fight. Y'all, y'all have done an amazing job, amazing, an amazing, amazing. job. For real, and for real. I'm honored to know a lot of you. I'm honored to serve beside a lot of you. I hate some of the crap that y'all have had to deal with and go through and the crap that y'all have had to go through, not just you, but your families. 
Some of you, I mean, sacrificing your families for people. It's real. My heart goes out to you. And in no way, in no way is your work, is your work ineffective. Um, that's all I got. All right. We love y'all. All right. Michael Philindis. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.